I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the 2018 MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 30 and <clears throat> preview of round 31. This episode is brought to you by Premature Celebrations, now all the rage in San Jose. Uh, wait, no, no. Um, actually, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic subreddit community of r slash fantasy mls i'm your host reed Connolly from mlsfantasyboss.com and tonight i'm joined by our classic mls fantasy crew uh co-host michael denton and blaine riffle how are you guys doing tonight doing well uh, no uh no guest this week uh, it's been kind of a sporadic appearance the last month-ish for you guys so i thought we'd just have a little little quick show here with uh, just the three of us going through all the ins and outs from uh, this past week and uh, what's coming up as we get into uh, the last five rounds of uh, this fantasy season. It's coming to an end. It's coming down right down there. Uh, we're going to talk about round 30 now. Not a week I particularly cared for, and I know, uh, at least from talking to Mike, he shares my opinion of this round. But So, Blaine, we're going to start with you and let you talk about round 30. It wasn't that great for me. All right. I guess All it looks like looks like a one ten. Where'd that come from? I thought I was lower than that yesterday. Huh. Yeah, won a couple of head to head matches, lost a couple of more. I guess they adjusted my scores and I turned out okay. Well that weird. Be nice. <laughs> well uh, Mike. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. you got you gonna get some more or are you just gonna just gloss well, over like that? I won't I won't go over the host league, but I had resigned myself yesterday that I had lost the host league game because there was no chance and today I won it by a point and I think I was losing by three yesterday. So I got four points somewhere overnight. Collusion. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. The Ben Bear fantasy fairy <laughs> came in there and gave that to you. Reached into his yeah. honeypot, the fantasy honeypot. Mike. Yeah, thanks. Um, I got one thirty which I guess was okay for this week. Um, mostly I think I did okay because I didn't have Valeri. Um, and so my midfield was pretty strong. Um, <clears throat> obviously my disappointment, I think with most people was the Columbus defense or pretty much almost anyone, not Atlanta this week and not a midfielder was terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, Rui Diaz collapsing was bad. Um, I had Svensson and Elliot come off the bench, which I think was okay, but, um, I mean, Ridgewell four, Stefan four, Abu Bakar one. I don't think he even played the second game. I don't know why. Who knows? Um, I mean, most the, Portland and Seattle just throwing up duds this week, I think, was the real killer for most people's fantasy teams. So were you whining about a 130? I mean, it yeah, was terrible was for me. I thought I, I, I What's thought your weak rank with that? 638. Anytime you're top thousand, that's pretty good for a week. I always try to look at like top two hundred or something. It just is I I don't know. <laughs> well, I got a hundred and nine. Maybe I should be thankful. <laughs> yes, you should be. I got hundred and nine points. So Blaine and I are right there. Uh my defense was abysmal this round. I switched out Powell 
at the last minute to because he wasn't starting to try and went for Abu Bakar, who I did not have. That paid off for me in spades by not getting the goal that Powell scored later on and getting the own goal that Abu Bakar scored in his first game. So a big one point there. Um, did some manipulation, trying to go budget with Seattle with with uh, Leardom, got me two points. Valentin got me three points right there. So not a lot happening there for Portland, especially with uh, the two games not really turning out for them. Uh, I still think Valeri should have gotten an assist there someplace, but that, that kind of just disappeared. But it, that happens. That happens, thankfully, uh, and I also had Rui Diaz, like Mike already mentioned. So my uh, a lot of my guys up there from the Cascadia region did not come through for me at all. Uh, I had Justin Merrim with seven coming off the bench. That was okay. I did have Almiron. I did have Martinez. I did have Guzan. So that worked out at least. Uh, Ladero got me 12, and then Alonzo came through with eight, which is kind of what you would hope for uh, for one of those big um, defensive midfielders there, just kind of playing it safe. And um, – yeah, just just pretty much not coming out like I hoped. I did go big in, as we were talking about uh, last week with Sheba, thought thought more of Portland. Uh, saw the chance for those goals against Columbus. Had hope from some more production from the typical players in that Columbus game. Completely floored by the performance with uh, Minnesota, getting those three goals. Kind of getting into the review right now. Um, Quintero right there. He is back. He's getting involved, and that's good to see. He's still so expensive. So weigh that moving forward. Minnesota has put together a nice little run of, uh, of wins and, and results recently, and they're starting to turn around, I think, from some of those abysmal starting seasons that they had. So, yeah, I think Minnesota is completely viable in some of these closing rounds of the fantasy season, just depending upon a good matchup, uh, looking at maybe Quintero right there as an obvious choice. Uh also, the L.A. game against Seattle, that that also blew me away where I was hoping for so much more. Uh, I know after Marshall was injured there, there were some questions, but uh, I was just shocked that L.A. not only scored three goals against Seattle, but also did not concede any goals. Um, this was after we called them a glass cannon last week with with Tim here. They, they got it together a little bit. Um, some struggles, that's okay. L.A. still... Not uh, not making it, but well, still not 100% making it into the playoffs yet. But they're right there on the edge, right next to Seattle. So that was a vital, vital game and did not go the way I thought it would. Uh, let's see here. Checking my notes. Philadelphia. Oh, Rui Diaz, while you're checking your notes, I think Ru- losing Rui Diaz so transformed Seattle. We saw how bad they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, and I wasn't surprised at all after he went down that they just threw up a goose egg against the Galaxy. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. Going into it, I think everyone thought, like, Seattle's going to run all over the LA Galaxy. And it just shows how important Rui Diaz is to that team. Or at least they'd get some back and forth with uh, maybe – if it was, was going to be a three-goal game for LA Galaxy, you might think it'd be a 3-2 or something with some sort of close close right. win like that. Um uh, I was just getting ready to mention Sporting Kansas City and Philadelphia. We're going to be mentioning later on there is some potential rotation rotation risk with Philly going forward, but uh, the Sporting Kansas City game, big shocker for me, uh, goals from Simpson right there. The guy to point out, though, Dockle. He is, uh, I think, leading MLS with assists right now. I think he has 15, and he's uh, expensive, but I think he's reasonable for the kind of production that you can get. The clear standout player from Philadelphia, if you do want to take a risk on them going forward. We also had New England and Chicago going 2-2. 
New England has a crazy amount of rotation going on. So they've, they've had some decent results in their last few games. Maybe that makes them stand out to some people. I still find them too just unpredictable from a fantasy point of view. Uh, so take your risk with them if you want. They do have rotation. Want to make sure you're aware of that. Uh, let's see here. A couple more things to point out before I let you guys mention this round. Oh, what we teased at the beginning of the show. Atlanta coming back to beat San Jose from a 3-1 scoreline to a 4-3 win. That is absolutely ridiculous, absolutely bonkers, and that is why we have Atlanta United players in our fantasy team. Um, I'm so sorry for San Jose because they know – I don't know if you guys got to watch any of the San Jose games this week, but they didn't play all that bad. That was going to be my comment. Like I, They fired their coach, and all of a sudden they look like they can compete with basically anybody. I mean, that was a really good performance against um, Atlanta. I mean, can't take anything away from there. Atlanta's a really good team. But to even be in that is just just crazy. Yeah. And there were some controversial things that I'm sure people would like to talk about, but that's that's water cooler stuff that's not going to impact your fantasy scores. Um, Joked around that uh, they were already thinking about 2019, and maybe they should be because they've – Looks like they may have some pieces under a new regime that could actually work out for them. They, they may just not need a coach. They just need to get it on Twitter every round, let people vote for who's going to be their starting lineup, and just go from there and see what happens. I do it by that. Uh, final game I'm going to talk about, Columbus um, gets it done against Colorado, though not as pretty as I think people would have wanted it to be. Uh, Higuain didn't quite go off. Like I said, I got seven points from Aram, which is which is okay over uh, a double game week, but he could still get involved a little bit more. I love him as a player. He's got great fantasy potential, but that's always been his weakness with fantasy is sometimes he just doesn't put up those consistent numbers that we would hope for. Uh, but just keep an eye on Columbus there. They, they've got some potential for fantasy still going forward, especially against those weaker teams. Pretty standard week as far as fantasy goes. Anything else you guys want to point out for takeaways? Nope. 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 <clears throat> Oh, indeed. Well, let's get into our housekeeping right now. Uh, We've got games starting Wednesday, September 26th. That is uh, two days if you're listening to this Monday night, one day if you're listening to this Tuesday. Uh, We'll have a short break from these Wednesday start games uh, for the next round or two. Uh, Then we're right back to finishing it up. But it's just how it is. We know what this is. This week is Wednesday, September 26th, 7 o'clock p.m. with New York City FC versus Chicago, which we'll preview in just a second. Uh, Double game week teams are Chicago and New York City FC. So uh, it's an interesting little pairing. I'd like looking forward to hearing what you guys think are going to be the best mix of double game week players going forward. There is one team on a bye, and that is Orlando. My, have they earned themselves a bye, I think, after. uh, I feel like they've been on the bye and on bye for the last few months. Oh, (laughs) shots fired. Shots fired. Hey, based uh, on what I've seen from Orlando fans, I think they wish that that was the case. <laughs> that, that's probably true. That's probably true. Well, they are on a buy this week in fantasy. So if you're looking for discount bargain basement players, look at Orlando City. They've got a lot of 4.0, 4.2 options uh, to really help you stretch your budget this round. Uh, talked about this with Philadelphia just a second ago about some potential rotation. That's because Philadelphia and Houston are playing the Open Cup Final also on Wednesday, September 26th. That's going to be in Philadelphia, so they got to travel out there. And it's it's for hardware. So, uh, of course, both teams are going to be bring 
whatever A team they can assemble for this game uh, and try to go all out. So that is a Wednesday game. You could pretty much just consider Houston and Philadelphia having a double game week this round if you're considering rotations and, and possibly tired legs. So keep an eye on that, especially if it goes longer uh, into extra time right there. So 26 Wednesday, Houston versus Philadelphia for Open Cup. Then, of course, I'm going to have to mention Patreon. Uh, thank you so much, everyone who's been donating. If you haven't already checked, head over to the Patreon site because I have posted a little sneak peek special unboxing video that I think everyone who is going to be getting swag soon will look forward to seeing. That video will go live to everybody on Wednesday if other people are interested in seeing what uh, some of the Patreon guys get to, guys and gals. Uh, get entitled to as as being supporters of our show. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way for our fans to give back to the show and help us just share the cost by uh, helping us be able to cover our hosting fees and be able to help us cover the uh, uh, the swag and the prizes that we give out in our Patreon fantasy leagues. And it's it's a lot of fun and it's just so. Um, just so heartwarming to see that people like what we put out and want to help contribute to, to make that a thing. Uh, there also was an announcement for the winners of our spring league with the Patreon. So we have uh, Calvin, good friend Calvin, who got first place with a $50 MLS gift card. Second place was Jeff with a $25 MLS gift card. And third place was Alex with a $10 MLS gift card. So that's the kind of stuff that we give out in addition to our, our pine glasses and stickers and scarves and, and all that. So that's what you get back for helping support our show with, I mean, the podcast as well. We hope you enjoy the banter and the show in general. So uh, head over to patreon.com to learn more. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. And now Mike with injury news. Um. All right. <clears throat> so for New York City for the double game week, um, Medina is the big injury question mark. Um, he was supposedly questionable going into this game, although if you follow New York City injury news long enough, you realize that questionable is out. So I don't know if he'll be able to play. Um, we'll find out um, as the week goes on. Um, I think that Alexander Callens um, is suspended for yellow card accumulation. He was on warning last week, and he picked up a yellow this week. Um, so he should be suspended. Um, the other big name suspended fantasy-wise this week is Bradley Wright Phillips um, for the Red Bulls. Um, I think there was only one red card this week, and that went to Fernando Bob from Minnesota, which that's apparently a real name. So, I mean, I don't think you would want Fernando Bob on your fantasy team, but if you just really like having people with cool names on your fantasy team, he's not going to get you any points this week. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, we talked about Rui Diaz. We talked about Marshall. Um, they all picked up injuries. I haven't seen any kind of timelines on them. Um, I think those are the major injuries this week. And I said that uh, lead into Mike with a little bit of a question inflection because I wasn't sure if Mike was going to be able to give us some injuries today because he had uh, an interesting last weekend, didn't you, Mike? Uh, yeah, so I missed last week because I went up to uh, Monroe, Louisiana, for some stuff for work and my car died in Monroe. So I had to like figure out a way home and be dealing with car dealerships. And I finally purchased a car like literally before we came on. So it's been a heck of a week. I didn't watch much soccer except for New York city. And that was terrible soccer to watch. So it's been a heck of a week, but I did f find out like Bradley Light Phillips is suspended. And there's a guy named Fernando Bob who got a red card. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike's car broke down. Blaine had to leave early because of Billy. You guys are just having a crazy end of the season, aren't you? Yep. Very much so. 
<laughs> well, we're happy to have you both back uh, this week. And now we're going to get right into our round 31 preview, starting out, of course, with our double game week teams. And Mike, give us the scoop on New York City FC, starting out the week versus Chicago and then traveling out to Minnesota. Um, so on, on the rundown, it's like DGW expectations and my expectations, I just don't have any expectations because they've been so terrible. Um, they're winless in five. They haven't looked good in any of their games. Um, I mean, the last good game they played was against Red Bulls and they were two men down. Um, I don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about Dome or the players he's brought in. Um, seeing Amagat makes me want to throw and break my TV. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of expectations. I mean, these are terrible teams. They're teams that, you know, two months ago, we just said absolutely load up on as many New York City players, offensive players as you can. I still think you want to have probably four New York City players, but that's a combination of their opponents and the rest of the games that you have to choose from because um, there's not a whole lot of juicy matchups on there. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to go any of the defenders. Uh, Callens is already suspended, as I said. Um, I don't trust a whole lot as far as like David Villa playing on turf in that second game because, quite frankly, New York City doesn't have a whole lot to play for. They're pretty much stuck into that third seed, although they may fall further down, but um, they don't have a whole lot to play for. So I would suspect that they um, rotate people for that second game and try to get it, get the ship right at home. Um, obviously, Maxi Morales, he's played every game for New York City so far. I would expect that to continue at least for Wednesday. Um, I don't think New York City has a whole lot of depth to not play Maxi Morales. Um, if if Medina plays, I don't think he'll play against Minnesota on that turf. Um, I think you'll probably see Burgett play um, both games. Um, Tajuri's coming back from injury. I don't know how much he'll play. Uh, Davide is obviously um, very fragile at this point in his career, so I would probably have him on the bench maybe in the starting lineup, but I wouldn't captain him just because – like I said, I don't think he. I don't know if he's going to start both games, um, and I wouldn't really go a lot of defenders because Chicago torched New York City uh, last time. The person who torched him was Katai. He got a hat trick last time. I think Katai is someone you should probably have on your team. Um, and I mean, with the way New York City has been playing, which has been very um, vulnerable to the counterattack, I think Quintero from Minnesota is going to be a good pick this week. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of high expectations for New York City, but they have too many good players and the other matchups aren't great. So I, I think you can still go with four players. Would you go with Johnson as a keeper? Yeah, I, I think that's a decent enough option, if, especially if you have the money to kind of throw someone in, um, you know, towards the end, if, if especially if you can put in like Melia um, or maybe even uh, Robles. I mean, I don't think – at Atlanta, but uh, maybe Atanella or whoever's in goal for Portland. Um, you've got some late uh, team options that you can try to throw in there. And I want to point out before we move on, uh, we had two questions that came in on Twitter. One was Sam Sweeten, who was asking about David Villa, which I think, uh, and defenders, and I think Mike touched pretty well on that. So there you go, Sam. Uh, but then we also had a question that came in from Hector Manley, and he's currently ranked number six in his Orlando City League and 48th in the official Orlando City's uh, Fans League. So, uh, Hector, you're still listening. I hope you weren't insulted by our, our little comment just there. But we're here to help you. Uh, and you were asking about the Keeperoo and just the general sub option, so I thought this would be a good time just to interject with that. And you wanted to know if it would have made any difference with your rankings. Um, 
maybe with that that six with with your uh, OC league, you might be able to get a little bit higher. The the way for anyone who's still struggling with a keeperu or switcheru, what you want to do this week? Say you want to go with Johnson, you are going to want to start Johnson on your bench. And the reason for that is you will be able to see the results of both of his two double game weeks before you can make a decision or have to make a decision if you want him to be your keeper. So you'd put him on your bench, a 4.0 scrub from Orlando, and you're as your starting keeper. You're doing that for Orlando because they're not going to play. They're on a bye. You don't have to worry about their team accidentally getting locked from playing and you not being able to sub out. If they did have a game, then you would just want to pick a keeper that was the cheapest you could from the last game of the round. So with Johnson on your bench, you'll be able to see both of his games, see his score. If you like it, just let it ride. He'll sub in automatically to your keeper spot at the end of the round. If you don't like it, like we were just talking about, Robles, Malia, somebody like that, you can do a manager sub and you can switch him in or keeper room him in, however you want to call it, to have him be your keeper and that's the guy you're going to roll with for the rest of the round. Same thing can happen with any of the other positions on the field. If you want to see how a defender is going to work out, if you want to see how a midfielder is going to work out, anything like that, you can do the same thing with the individual positions. If you want to get fancy, you can even have, say, three starters on your bench, two scrubs in your field, and that means you're automatically going to have switched in the switcheroo, uh, the the transfer, I guess, in that case, you're going to have whatever rule you want to use. You're going to have the two best players switch in automatically to help you hedge your bets at times. So that's where you can use it. I think probably in both of your leagues, it may have helped you eke out a few points here or there. Um, but now you know, and knowing's half the battle, all the battle, the full battle. I don't know. Knowing is good. So there you go, Hector. I hope that helps for the rest of the season in your leagues right there. Uh, now let's move on to Chicago, as we already talked about at New York City opening up and then traveling back to the home to uh, back to the home, back home to uh, face LAFC. Blaine. Yeah, this is intriguing for this week. Um, Chicago's riding a little bit of a high after a 4-0 win in Orlando and then a 2-2 draw with uh, New England. Um they haven't looked as bad as they have been this season through these last two games, but they're getting ready to hit two pretty strong teams. I don't care what Mike says being down on his team. <laughs> um, New York City is still the much better team going into this game. Um, I kind of agree with Mike that I don't trust New York City, so that opens up a few Chicago players to me right away, and Katai was number one on the list. Through all of these struggles, he's seemed kind of like the consistent guy, uh, Nikolic hasn't looked the greatest. He has his moments, and he might be somebody to keep keep an eye on, put him in the bench as a auto or transfer however you want to run it, and see what he can do. But Katai is kind of my number one must-own, and I'm actually, with the way this week shakes out, I'm looking at two Chicago defenders here. Their pricing comes in. I've got Vincent and Kappelhoff in here because they're 5.7 and 5.5. But I think their defense, uh, yeah, 5.7 is their highest. And then you've got some guys, Campbell might have to start. He's a 4.8. I mean, you've got some really cheap options here. And what we were talking about, this being an ugly week, I'm, I struggled to pick defenders, and I just got, went in and said, well, they've got some injury trouble on the back. I'm going to get my four points for these guys playing both games. They pick up a couple of bonus points. They may lose a couple of points for a yellow card for goals conceded, but 
I'm expecting a couple of bonus points. I th- Chicago tends to get shelled a little bit when they play stronger teams, which means more chances for defensive bonus points. I'll call it a wash if these guys can get four or five points for me for their price, and then I'll throw all that money in the front. And you can always run them in the transfer the, or whatever and just keep them there, and if they go off, maybe happen to get a clean sheet because New York City does nothing, then you come out really far ahead. So, yeah, I'm looking at a couple of defenders, Katai and uh, possibly Nikolic. Uh, Schweinsteiger's average is up there, but I'm worried about him playing two games. I think he's played a double game weeks before, but I'm just worried about him going the full 180, and I think the cost for the defenders is probably a better trade-off than trying to force him into the lineup. And if I can interject there, um, I looked up Schweinsteiger's double game week stats. He's had two double game weeks so far this year. He has not started the second game in either one of them. So um, to say that he's a concern for 180 is putting it mildly. I mean, I, I, he's going to sit one of these games. It's a question of which one. All right, and thank further you, on the value comments, uh, Katai is a $7 million midfielder. Bold picks, Blaine. Uh, I like them. I like them very much uh, and bold. I honestly, if I could just roll with a one defender lineup this week, I would. That's the beauty of Chicago, playing a double game week. I'm looking here. Polster, Lillard, and Dean are all listed as injured out of their defensive lineup. They have got eight defenders on the MLS Fantasy site. I think all but one of them have played... And their prices are just on rock bottom. I mean, you could. I think you can get a 4-0 starter here for this week. I mean, you can't beat the free points there for the money and just throw it in the front. There's some better attacking options out there. Throw all that money forward and just save it and take your few points and get out of here. Any worries about the LAFC game? I know they've struggled from time to time. <laughs> Honestly, I you're looking just for minutes and playing. I mean, it's it is a home game here. They're going to be LAFC's on the road. They they look really strong, but that travel home games, Chicago. I mean, it's kind of a toss up. Yeah, I worry about them giving up four or five goals, but I still think the the double game week and just the guaranteed points are going to be really beneficial for him. And if LAFC does go out and get five, I'm guessing the two center backs are going to have a ton of blocks and interceptions in there as they, as they just withstand all that pressure. And they're going to pick, they're going to make up most of what they're going to lose on goals in bonus points right there. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for breaking down those double game week teams right there. Now let's move on to our single game week teams. And I know there's going to be a mix this week uh, just with, with only two double game week teams. That's, that's going to be a mix. But if you don't like a game, feel free to just say pass right here um, if you don't think it's worth people's time and considering their players. Uh, Mike, let's start out with you. Seattle versus Colorado. Um, if Rui Diaz is not playing, I'm passing on this one. Um, he's been so essential to what they've done. We saw um, the stark difference it made this week. Um, they lost two games where they should have probably won both of them if they had them. Um, if they don't have them, I, I know it's against Colorado and Colorado's weak, but I, I just don't think Seattle offers you enough, so I would pass. You're not even going to take Ladero? Nope. <laughs> oh, not wow. not now that Rui Diaz. He he was not he was not worth a premium midfielder earlier this year without Rui Diaz. He did have some consistent numbers, kind of in the mid range. Um, 
but having Rui Diaz has helped him a whole lot. And, of course, Blaine, speaking of that, there are several decent midfield options. I mean, if you're looking at – you could maybe go two or three deep if you're crazy with, with New York City and grab Katai. You could at least grab two New York City players and Katai and then have a toss-up for other some other decent single-game week midfielders that may compete for, for that spot with that money. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. New York City is good on, on midfielders. And then the, with Katai being the only one from Chicago you're probably looking at – um, I think midfielder spots are at a premium, and I'm just not going to spend it on Ladero. If he, you know, if if Rui Diaz plays, then that changes my whole calculation. But yeah. Blaine, DC versus Montreal. Oh, this is a really interesting matchup. Um, I've been really high on DC most of the season, and Montreal surging right now. Uh, this is probably my early pick for game of the week. I think this one's going to be kind of lights out. Neither defense is really that strong. Um, you've got Acosta and Rooney for DC at home. Um, really like both of those options. Uh, you can wait and see your kind of midfielder that's going to start with them. But instead of looking at another midfielder there, I think you got to start looking at Piatti and Titer if you're looking for depth. I don't remember what their prices are. I have not checked them out because they're not in my first draft of my lineup. But both of those guys, when one's not hitting, the other one seems to be at the moment. You must um, not like him that much then, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, Tiger's at 11. 11 million, Piatti's 10.8. Yeah, so it's kind of your toss-up there. Um, with all the double game weeks, we haven't been able to pull these guys in through this hot streak because you've just got other double game week options. Um, don't forget that these guys are out there this week like I was starting to do. Um, because they have been putting up good numbers. Um, Titer's averaging right around 6.5, and Piatti's at 7.8. I mean, that's some really good numbers, and they seem to be able to replicate it the way they're playing. And DC's defense isn't the strongest. They're getting better, but they're not the strongest still. I think you could see a lot of goals right here. Right, little cameo from Lily right there. Good timing as well. Mike, we're going to move over to Columbus versus Philly. Uh, well, I think this is probably one of the big question marks for fantasy players going into this week, um, mostly because we don't know what's going to happen in the Open Cup. Obviously, Philly's already rotated against Sporting Kansas City. They're going to go hard against Houston for their first chance at silverware, or for the, their chance at first at at their first silverware. They've had their chance before and they blown it. Um, so hopefully, well, I don't, I don't really care who wins. Um, we'll see what they can do. But obviously, if they go 120 minutes, that makes it stronger for Columbus. Um, all their focus is going to be at that midweek game. But don't forget, that game, Columbus and Philly, is a very important game. Right now, um, I think they're one point away from each other for the fourth playoff spot. And that's the spot that allows you to host that wildcard game. That's a, that's a big deal. So I, I don't expect Philly to rotate. I think they've already done their rotation um, and done what they can do. Um, they're going to go hard in this game. But how much they have left in the tank, that's going to be the big question. I think we'll find out more about that. Um, Wednesday night. So I think this is someone to look for Columbus. I think Zardes is a pretty decent um, shot. Um, you know, obviously he hasn't been doing all that well recently, but you know, you take your opportunity. Um, Higuain has been very inconsistent, although he did get 14 points at the last part of this double game week. Um, I don't know if I trust a whole lot of their other players as far as, you know, Trap is a good defensive midfielder, but I think you have better defensive mids um, already in Alex Ring. So I think that's covered for this week. Um, 
defensively, I don't know how much I trust Columbus, especially after this past week. Um, but with we talk about like having difficulty with defenders. Columbus isn't a bad place to go because you're getting going to get a tired Philly at home. So with a week that's short on defenders, I think this is a place to look for them. All right, let's check to see if uh, Blaine is going to be available now. Blaine, are you here to talk to us about Toronto versus New England? Yes, I am. There he is. Yep. Um, I've got pretty much only one thing to say on this one, and that's if you're looking for another forward, and Rui Diaz is in one of my early lineups, I'm hoping he's going to be ready to go. Um, if he's not, Josie Altador is one of those guys I am looking at in this game. I think his ma- I think he matches up well with this one. I think he's been one of the only Toronto players really worth owning lately. Um, I don't trust their defense. Um, Bunbury's coming back. I don't know why he was out for New England over the past few weeks. Uh, he's been back, played a sub role the last couple of weeks, I think, or got his first start again in a while. I I want to say it was an injury. I mean, there's no reason for him not to be in the 18, but he was not in the 18 for whatever reason. So with him coming back, that really makes me not trust uh, the Toronto defense on this one. So Josie's really the only guy I'm looking at as an extra forward. I think he can exploit this one. And with all the injuries and rotation and just for both of these clubs, this one, other than Josie, would be a hard pass. All right, Mike, Houston versus San Jose. Um, nah, I think I would pass on this one. I mean, we've talked about Houston. They're going to have a open cup game midweek. Um, they'll probably be exhausted. They did not rotate this past weekend. Just got a nil nil against Orlando. Uh, I mean, San Jose is looking a little bit better. So if maybe you want to, if you're way back and want to make a differential pick, see who they play and maybe go with one of them and see if, uh, you know, the new coach has some magic against a tired Houston team. Um, you know, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't put it beside Wondolowski uh, to score against um, you know Houston because they have a rivalry there, uh, having been formerly San Jose. But <laughs> yeah, that's about that's about it. Uh, not not much for this game unless you're desperate. Right, wow, Mike. Oh, I was just going to jump in on the end of Mike's one there. Sure. I was um, again there. I think I've got some other options in there, but they're kind of in the back of my mind, depending on how double game week players and stuff do. Um, Vaco and Houston are both kind of on my radar for this one, especially if Houston starts. Um, Houston's going this midweek game. They're going to lay it all out on the line, and I have not liked the way Houston's been playing lately. I think and the way San Jose's turned around in two games since firing their coach, I think they're looking to put up some goals. I think the team may be focusing on trying to get Wondolowski the record, and it's opening up their style of play a little bit. Um, I would actually, I'm actually looking at Vaco as one of those guys to rotate into, or Houston if he starts because he's been scoring goals when he's on the field. He's just not consistently starting for San Jose right now. Okay, well, Blaine, keep going with LA Galaxy versus Vancouver. Yeah, um, Galaxy. Where I don't know where that shutout came from. Don't look for him to do it again. Vancouver's got enough weapons that I don't think the Galaxy will get that shutout. But I. I expect the Galaxy to put up at least two goals in this one, if not three or four. Um, I think Slaton's got to be on your radar. The way he's playing right now, he's I just in my team. He's your he's probably your number one single game week forward this week. He's definitely in my lineup. And depending on how I change things up, I've actually got Allison Drini in my lineup as well right now. 
I just I like this matchup. I like the way LA's playing. They're at home. Vancouver hasn't been the strongest. And LA's fighting for that playoff spot still. They're not out of it yet. So gotta gotta go with them a little bit to turn it around, especially after that performance in Seattle. Uh, look for a few attackers here. Don't trust the defense. And Zlatan's my must-own on this one. Okay. And now let's move on to Mike, Portland versus Dallas. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't trust Dallas enough, and I don't trust Portland at this point. I mean, I think a lot of people got burned with um, Portland this past week. Um, I mean, there was a lot of talk in the build-up to, to last week about Valerian, whether or not – um, he's been really thriving in the system that Gio Savarese has put him in. Uh, pretty clearly, his numbers have gone down. Um, and as of recently, Portland's just not had it, had it together. I mean, Valeri's last few are 6-5-10-5-2-1, which is just shocking for one of the most consistent midfielders. And I think you kind of feel that all around. Um, so outside of maybe Portland defenders, I don't see a whole lot from this game. Um, I mean, Portland's kind of struggling for that, and we, we've talked about how I feel about Dallas. I just don't see a lot of consistency. I mean, you can kind of play that roulette wheel um, and see if you know Rudy will keep his hot streaks because he got a goal or two. I don't remember if it's a goal or a goal or assist um, against uh, Vancouver, but I just don't trust either of those teams enough to want to get them this week. Okay, Mike, keep us going. The uh, New York Red Bulls versus Atlanta. Um, I'm really rooting for the Meteor, so if you can get him that into your team, um, just hope that it just wipes all those teams out. Um, no, um, let's see. Uh, this is going to be interesting with Bradley Wright Phillips. Um, I suspect that Atlanta will be able to eventually break them down, um, but I think this is going to be a really good good game. Um, unfortunately, the problem with having a really good team game with really good teams is that I don't know how great the fantasy options are because I could definitely see this being like a 1-1 draw. Um, and Atlanta being happy with that. Um, so I don't know how much fantasy, but I mean, obviously I can't blame you at this point with taking Atlanta players because, I mean, look at what they've done in pretty much every other week. Um, and obviously a Brad, a New York Red Bulls without Bradley Wright Phillips is going to be significantly diminished. Um, I could see Atlanta um, defenders being a sneaky pick. We talked about defenders being tough this week. Um, Red Bulls have always over-relied on Bradley Wright Phillips, so we'll see what they can do without him. Um so I could see Atlanta kind of getting in there and getting a, a clean sheet as a surprise. Um, in general, obviously, this is probably one of the toughest matchups in the year for Atlanta. So if there's any week to not pick Atlanta players, it's this week. Um, but I think there's some interesting selections here. And Blaine, wrap us all up. Sporting Kansas City versus Real Salt Lake. Um. Yeah, Sporting Kansas City really let me down this weekend, and I expect Vermes to get on those guys and really turn them around this next week. I feel sorry for RSL going into Kansas City for this one. Um, I think Vermes is going to have some roster shakeup. Wait to see the lineup. It's your last game. If you've got anybody that you're pulling out or you're looking for that last bit of scoring, this is where to look, especially on your defenders. I think Vermes is really going to fire this team up and fix and try to fix it anyway and get a positive result here. Uh, your guys, there's been a lot of rotation risk. Um, Gerso seems to have locked down the starting role. Um, he's about the only guy in that front three that I can say I'm pretty sure is going to start. 
So again, watch your rosters. Uh, most of these guys are coming in between the seven and eight million mark up to up to about nine. So you've got some decent value options here. Um, but defense is where I'm looking at. If I were to avoid the Chicago cheap defenders that I think are just going to pack on the minutes and the bonus points and be able to rival most of these clean sheet hopefuls. If it wasn't for them, I'd probably be a lot heavier on SKC's defense, even at the cost. I think this is one of your better shouts for a clean sheet this week, besides maybe the Columbus game against Philadelphia. And just go with that. And so since I'm kind of looking at Kansas City for the clean sheets, that doesn't leave a lot of attacking options from RSL. I don't know who on that lineup would be would be the guy I'd look at to break up the clean sheet chance. So, yeah, maybe a few defenders. Rubio, if he's back and healthy, is another one. He's been injured the last couple of weeks and hasn't played, which has been noticeable for the team as well. So, fantasy-wise, if you're looking for your late defenders on the on the transferus, look here. Otherwise, probably avoid this game. There's just too much risk involved. All right, guys, thank you so much for those single-game week breakdowns. Now let's move on to our player picks. Keepers, Blaine. I've got Johnson and Amelia for this one. Mike. Yeah, I have Johnson. I would probably switch to Amelia if I go keeper. Right. That was an easy one. Moving on to defenders, Mike. Um, Like I said, I wish I just didn't have any defenders. Right now I have Powell. Um, I have Marshall as kind of – I don't know if he's hurt or not. I'll have to find that out. Uh, and then I have Zussi. Um, and then um, on the keeper spot, I have Valenzuela as probably a placeholder for whoever on Columbus actually starts. Blaine. Um, I've got uh, Tinnerholm, Vincent, and Kappelhoff. And I've got two scrubs in there with the Chicago guys on the bench at the moment. All right, moving on to midfield, Blaine. Um, Katai obviously is in there. I think he's one of your better ones. And then Maxi Morales really has to be there. Even when New York City has a bad game, he seems to be putting up the points. I've got um, – I like Ladero even without Rui Diaz. I've got him in there. And then Alessandrini for the matchup. And Atuesta, whatever, for LAFC, he's been putting up a decent average, and he's at that sub-9 million. I think he's primed for a good game given the matchup. Mike. So I have Maxi Morales. I have Lucho Acosta. Um I, th- I really like what he's been able to do at home. I also have Alex Ring um, at 6.5, plus he's coming off a yellow card suspension, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, I, I pr- They pretty much have to play him uh, both games at this point. Uh, and then I have Katai uh, on my bench as part of the keeper room, or sw- switcheroo, excuse me. You pretty much copy and pasted the midfield I had right here, Mike. Well, I think you copied from me because I said it first. <laughs> I don't you okay, okay. <laughs> I set my lineup during the show and before the show. Uh forwards, Mike. Don't copy me this time. Uh I probably will not copy you. Um in my lineup, I have Zardes and Quintero, and then I have David V on the bench. You did not copy me, Blaine. Um you should, I, you should you should copy me. You probably should copy me on this one. <laughs> Well, I've got Via and Zlatan on the field, and I've got Rui Diaz on the bench, and that's kind of the hopeful see what's going to happen there. 
um, looking at Zardes as a potential replacement for Rui Diaz if he's not healthy enough to go. Quintero, if I can get the money, but currently I don't have it. All right, and Captain Blaine. Um, I've got it on Morales right now. Mike. Same. All right, and let's wrap it all up with the clean sheet chance. This should be good, Mike. Um, my clean sheet chance, I think Sporting Kansas City, uh, Columbus, depending on what happens midweek. Um, that's probably the only ones I feel strongly about. I mean, I could, we talked about a few that I think could happen. Atlanta is a sneaky one, Portland, maybe. I don't know. Blaine. I'm kind of in the same boat as Mike. I like sporting and I like Columbus as kind of weaker chances. I wouldn't put them, I wouldn't put them very high and maybe an outside shot for a zero zero game in Seattle. All right, guys, thank you so much for those player picks and game breakdowns and everything. I hope everyone listening finds that helpful as we get into the home stretch with round 31 starting on Wednesday at seven o'clock. Uh, let's start to wrap things up now with community time. The hosts head-to-head week. Uh, what started with Mike last week for me continued this week. Older goaler uh, lost another tough game, 109 to 119 against older goaler. So congrats, man, with that. At least I wasn't playing your son to get trashed by a teenager. So that's that's good. Uh, let's go through here. Real quick, I'm trying to find the highest score. A couple of guys in the 130s, uh, but the highest score this round was 133 points, MLS Fantasy Stats. So congrats there, man. You were very close in a, a game against Catnip Junkies, 125 to 133. So a great score right there. Uh, Mike, you did pretty well. You're 130. Uh, I know you were bummed about it, but you beat Boana Foam, 130 to 104. And then Blaine, as you already mentioned, a one-point victory over our good buddy Tim from SoccerCaptains.com. Pretty tough. And uh, Weeby got 65 points. So there's the little Weeby score. The, the we got points. Good I believe. Uh, yeah, standings changed. Uh, Phil is no longer on top. Uh, our good buddy Matt, uh, it's a trap. Pollard SC, uh, 7 0 and 1. Phil got his first loss. So Matt is on top with a point differential of plus 106. So pretty good group right there. Blast you, Mike. I blame it all on you, Mike. I mean, you should. I mean, if you had copied my team, you wouldn't have. I had copied your team, copy paste. Okay. I'd have gotten 130 last week if I had copied your team. There we go. There you go. All right. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Uh, let's wrap it up with plugs. Blaine. Uh, shout out to my wife who's keeping track of Lily tonight for me so I can be back on here. Lily's had a rough time of it the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I really appreciate my wife letting me have a night where I can do this with Lily still being a little fussy. Shout out to wives in general, right, right guys? Yep. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to copy and paste um, <laughs> my, <laughs> and say uh, thanks for my wife for putting the kids to bed even after sitting at a car dealership for three hours with the kids so I could get this, get my own vehicle again. <laughs> I think I know the source of our little joke title tonight for when I post this. Uh, copy and paste. paste. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, of course, I won't uh, be found lacking here. I will also thank my my beautiful, wonderful wife who is off getting ready for work or probably in bed right now as uh, I'm wrapping up the podcast tonight with you all and by saying be sure to check out everything that's going on at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, we did lose a writer recently with our XG stats 
but uh, we're still putting out articles with the charts and the captain picks and of course this podcast so check that out there as well as the discord chat just to the right of the web page in the in the bar right there it's free you may have to make an account but it's okay it's it's free it's easy it's fun and you have a lot of great fantasy minds including some of the winners of our leagues that are right in there to help you with your team questions and answers you may have between this podcast and setting your lineup uh, you can also head over to r slash fantasy mls over at reddit.com and uh, join the fantasy community there. We have rate our team posts. People share articles from other pundits from around the web. And it's just a great community to ask questions and get feedback just as you need and get involved. So uh, thank you, everyone who contributes to both of those sites right there. It's, it's a lot of fun, and we're glad to have you. And uh, finally, you can check out my normal article over at MLSsoccer.com with my player picks. Missed a little bit last week, but uh, I think it's going to be a little bit better this week as things are starting to wrap down. And uh, or it, maybe I'll just copy Mike's team. How about we just do that? That's that's what I recommend. <laughs> that's what everyone should do. Uh, check out everything over there. All the resources. Uh, that's all that we have for tonight. Good luck. <laughs>